Hi, you're listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Good morning. Welcome to Hope Church. We're so glad you guys are here today. I'm so thankful for our worship team. I'm so thankful for the songs that we get to sing. I, I get to spend time talking with Gabe about the words and the lyrics of these songs. And I ask him sometimes, hey, why did you pick that song? And why, do you, why are we using that song? And why are we using that song? He's probably thinking, wish you could ask me why are we using that song? And, but I want to know why we're singing the words that we're singing. And sometimes I'll send him songs and He'll say, hey, you just do the preaching, and I'll pick the songs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm just kidding. Now, he's very, he's an honoring, he's, he's very honoring, and it doesn't really go like that. Usually, I'm, he's probably thinking it, but he never says it. And, um, but I'm so thankful that you're here today. There's a lot going on in our church. Our church is growing. We're seeing people's lives change. We're seeing people saved. We're seeing people baptized. We're seeing people go through next steps. All these are incredible things. Come on, someone's thankful for that today. Come on, you've, some of you are like, why are we clapping for that? Because that doesn't happen in every church, you know what I'm saying? And so we're so thankful for what God is doing in our church. People are coming and being with us throughout the week, and people are watching us online. And we're coming out of an incredible day, of, we're coming out of a credible season on our 21 days of prayer. And for me personally, for Diana, our, for us, and for everyone that's watching today, it was an incredible, 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 incredible 21 days. And I wanted to say, I've several times I wanted to hop on Instagram or hop on Facebook and let you guys know I'm super proud of you guys. And and uh, last week, Ryan got to preach uh, with Ryan got to preach to us, and 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 got, what a powerful work! Can we put our hands together and, and let's thank God for God's using him? And I'm thankful for his voice. I'm thankful for his voice in our church. He's doing a great job. Hey, um, I want to I want to give you a couple of announcements um, before I get into God's word today because I want you to get these things. Some of you guys, you haven't been baptized yet, and we would love for you to get baptized because here's what we believe that God's calling all of us to continually take the next steps. We're, and we want to help you continue to take the next steps that God has for you. And so if you haven't been baptized yet, you need to get baptized. Well, why do I get baptized? Because Jesus got baptized. That's, a, that's the best reason I could give you why Jesus got, Jesus got baptized. And we want to be like Jesus, so you need to get baptized. And you might be thinking, well, you know, you know I've never been baptized before. Maybe when I was a little child, I got sprinkled when I was two. I'm not asking if you were sprinkled. I'm asking, were you baptized? And baptism comes after you've trusted Christ as your Savior. So I've got to baptize all three of my kids. Uh, one, there's one left. And um, I'm like, ready to get baptized yet? I'm like, he's like, it's coming up in a couple weeks. That's too far away. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's the next one. I don't really know what you want me to do. <laughs> like, I'm not changing it just for you, bro. And so um, baptism comes after we've accepted Christ as, your, as our Savior. And baptism is, a, is, an, is an outward expression of something that happened on the inside of you. And so if you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, that is, your, that is, a, that is a next steps for you. If you've trusted Christ as your Savior, Baptism is your next step. If you've been saved and you've been, if you're like, I'm not even saved yet. I'm not saved yet. We want to make sure that you, you've trusted Christ as your Savior. And in that class, we'll walk through what it means to be saved and what it means to give your life to Christ. And so that's our baptism class. Secondly, I want you to know um, that next steps is coming. And some of you guys, your next steps is to join in on the dream team. And our next steps is just the vehicle that we come and we learn about Hope Church and and then we, take, we learn how to take our next steps, whether it's salvation, whether it's baptism, whether it's, it's serving. I don't know if you knew this or not, but God's called all of us in here to serve. And he's called us to serve wherever we're at, we're serving. He's called us to serve this local church. And at the end of the day, he's called us to serve him. And so if you're not serving, not on the dream team, 
you ought to jump in on the dream team. Last year, we added over 90 people to our dream team, and there's a spot for you. And uh, we always say this, that teamwork makes the dream work, okay? And so we got a space for you. There, I don't care what you're like, listen, I'm not really that gifted. I'm not really gifted, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like God can use, I'm proof that God can use, God can use absolutely anyone. But we are starting a brand new series called Dating Delilah. Dating Delilah. So this series is a series about relationships. And uh, we take a month out of every single year, we spend time talking about relationships. And you're like, well, why would you do that? Because to be honest with you, we're not doing too hot on relationships. It's confusing. I, I tell Diana all the time, I've, I've told this to our young people, I've told it to Diana, I've had, we've had young ladies, young men at our, in our house, at our coffee table, and usually the converse, topic of conversation always comes up to dating. And the reason why that comes up to that in relationships is because it's just so stinking hard. And to be honest with you, it's, it's weird today. And it doesn't start with the, hey, I see you, hey, girl, hey. It usually starts with the Instagram creeping is how it starts now. Starts on some Facebook stalking. <laughs> I didn't have to do that with Diana. My parents taught me how to have a conversation. I'm so thankful they did so I can, I walked up to her and said, hey girl, you fine, let's date. It was really simple. <laughs> I didn't even know she could lead worship at that point, but she, I didn't even know, I didn't even care if she loved Jesus, to be honest with you. I was, I was like, hot, that'll work, you know, like let's just go with that, you know, and so later found out she could lead worship, later found out that she, could, that she loved Jesus and I'm not recommending that, that to be the model, but that's the model that worked for me, okay? And so it is confusing. It's tricky. And so what happens is we, 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 singleness is weird, and singleness is hard. And we're like, well, I'll get married then. That'll, that's going to fix all the problems. It's going to get so much better if I, just get, if I could just get married. Like, that's going to make it, that's going to make things just so much easier, and then we get married. And then we're like, you know, this is, this is so hard. This is so tricky. I know it'll make things better. We'll make things better. We'll have a kid. We'll love each other better. <laughs> it's just proof that the more relationships that you add, the more complicated your life will get. But in some respects, if we can learn to do it right, our, our life can get better in the context of relationships. Because this could sound like, this, is, this could sound very anti- Climactic to me saying to you, hey, hop into a community group. Hey, hop into relationships. Hop into authentic relationships and intense relationships. That could sound anticlimactic. Like, listen, you're, that was confusing because you just said the more relationships that we get into, the more complicated it gets. But in relationships. And I, I've told many people that are like, man, I want to get married. And I think sometimes we're, we want to get married because we, we're just, because singleness, singleness bothers us. And the answer to singleness is not, it, it, it's not always marriage or it's not marriage, the answer to singleness before marriage actually is a thing called community first. And I, I said this last year, and I would say it one more time this year, if, you, if you're having a hard time having relationships with people that you're not dating, you're probably gonna have a hard time having relationships with someone that you actually like, that you wanna be in a relationship with. If you got no friends and you got no community, you're gonna have a hard time hopping into a relationship with someone else because you don't really know how to work things out. You don't really know how to communicate. You don't really know how to, how to have healthy conversations. And you don't know how to meet your, maybe you don't even know how to meet your own needs. And so here's what we want to do over the next three weeks. I want to give you this, this, uh, this, this, email, uh, this email address. It's, it's this, relationships at hopewintergarden.com. Because over the next two weeks, the next three weeks, next week we're going to take a break because some of y'all might need a break after this week. Next week is football Sunday. 
We're going to have our, all of our favorite football gear on. We're going to be clicking field goals and bounce houses and nachos and cheese and drum lines and cheerleaders and games in the building. And we're, it's going to be a, next week's going to be a really, really fun time. If you have a friend who's like, you know, I don't really know if I'm into church or into God, next week's a good week to bring your friend to church. Um, then the week after that, Di and I will be communicating to you guys. Uh, we're going to be answering some of your questions. Um, we're going to be giving you some questions, maybe to even ask yourself. And then the very last uh, week, I'm going to be joined up here by some people that have got a lot more years of experience than I do, and also a clinical counselor, because I need some help in this area, because we all need some help in this area. So email your questions, whether you're single or whether you're married, email those questions to uh, relationships at hopewintergarden.com. And I know you're probably thinking, there's no way I'm going to email a question. I'm not going to be like, hey, um, Diana Beecham wants to know, why is my husband so difficult? <laughs> So there'll be, we'll generalize those questions. When I give those questions to the, the panel that will be here, uh, they won't see uh, your names and or email address. If you have to figure out how to have a burner account, then get a burner account. I don't care. <laughs> I have a message that I, that, I, that I wanted to title today. <clears throat> it's called Warning Label. Warning Label. Because I don't know if you know this or not, that most of you guys, when you buy something, when you get something, everything that you have, everything that you buy, it has a warning label on it. And if you're in here today and you want to be in a relationship, I want to let you know, if you take the time, there are some warning signs or some warning labels that could, that could help you, that could save you some, some, save you some wounds, save you, save you some hurts, save you, some, 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 save you from someone that you weren't supposed to be with. Because what happens is, is we get in these relationships and we get okay with them and we, we, it, it, it feels the need of, well, I'm not lonely no more, but we're like, it's dysfunction, but at least I'm not lonely. And we have, we're prone to dysfunction because we're sinners. Every single one of us, we're prone, to, we're prone to dysfunction. That's what we're prone to. And then we get used to it and we get comfortable with it. And then we just move into survival mode. And where's I like to suggest to you today? My, I would like to suggest to you today, I don't think God has designed life for you to just survive it. I think, he, think, it's, I think it's possible for us to thrive in it. I really believe that with all of my heart. And so, before we even get to Delilah next week, we got to look at a guy by the name of Samson. And ladies uh, and men, listen to this guy. This, this guy has warning labels all over him, but yet he still got into relationships. And so probably what I would suggest you say, before we get into any further, if you're single in here, if you're single, my, my original title was Single and Ready to Mingle. Take your time. Read the warning label. Because once you get in it, you're going to hear me saying, you can do this. <laughs> Let's go. Jesus wants you to work it out. The work is worth it. Because I'm going to be, when you, the moment you get married, I'm like, Let's go. Here's, okay, I'll, be, I'll be completely honest with you, which I'm always completely honest with you. When couples come to me who are not married, they're just dating, and they're saying, Pastor Wes, I just don't know. They're not married. They're not, if, they're, if they're not married, they come to me and say, Pastor Wes, it's just not working. You know my first advice always? I just, like, break up. <laughs> I'm like, don't. It doesn't get a lot better. It, 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 gets, it gets harder because you, you, now you're, you're in this contract with that person. You're in a contract with that person with God. You're in that contract with that person in your community. And it's just the moment, like if it's hard and it's impossible, like 
the good news for you is that you get to say, hey, we're dating. And, you're, and, you're, and what you will do from now on, if you're single here today, and what I'm gonna, the, the, the take-home today is, is for everyone today. The take-home will be for everybody. Trust me, I'm just kind of spending some time setting this up. You, you will, when, when you say peace out to that guy or to that girl, and you, and you, you walk away from that, you're gonna, it, it's going to give you a chance to reset yourself, and to, you'll, you'll take more time next time. And you'll say, you know what, I'm going to listen. From now on, every one of you guys, hopefully, if you're single here today, you're gonna say, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna take my time and I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna read the warning labels because they are there. They are, they are there. Listen to this, listen to these warning labels. Judges chapter 14, verse one, the Bible says this, one day when Samson was in Timnah, one of the Philistines women caught his eye. So he's like, hey, Sade. Verse two says this, when he returned home, he told his father and mother, arranged marriages, that's where we're at in the Old Testament. When, they, when he, sees, he sees this girl, he gets home, he tells his dad and his mom, a young Philistine woman in Timnah caught my eye. I want to marry her, set it up. Like that's the one. And warning label, warning sign. Listen to the next verse where he says this, his father and his mother objected. If you're single in here today and ready to mingle, if your community or your mom or your dad or your pastor objects, that is a red flag. You ought to listen to the warning label. But what happens is I've sat with people that have, that have gotten married and then 10 years later got divorced. And you know what they all, every one of them said? I really wish, that my, I really wish somebody would have told me. So I said, I'm glad you said that. So I take one step over and I say to the family member, the mom, the dad, the cousin, the uncle, the aunt, mom and them. And I'll say, hey, did you tell them that he shouldn't have married her? And they say, whether it's been 15 years, I walk with a young lady, Diana walked with a young lady, she's married for six months. 24 years old, she's married for six months. Got divorced. I said, did, you, did anybody tell you you shouldn't have? And, and, I, and all of them, I asked them, they all say, yeah, we told her not to. But what shows me this, we never listen to the warning label. Because people are saying, people are throwing out the red flags, the yellow flags, the football analogies. They come next week, that sermon's like, like, hey, no, 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 don't, 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 don't. Some of you could walk up to me and say, Pastor Wes, I'm ready to date. And I can say, you're not, some of you I can say to you, because I know you really well, I can say, if I know you really I can say, you're not even doing a good job being single. Like, you can't meet your needs as a single person get into this deal with a married person because you're gonna expect them to meet your needs. They're not gonna be able to meet your needs either. You should, I'll be like, hey, don't do that. I'll be going, don't, 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 don't. So his parents throw a flag, hey, don't do this. His father and mother objected. Isn't there even one woman in our tribe? Like we're not even equally yoked. We have different beliefs, warning signs. If you're gonna get into a relationship, you have to know what they believe. You have to know what their family background's like, but we don't take the time to read the warning labels I saw with a young man recently, he's like, yo, my, her family, they don't believe in Jesus. They don't believe in God. And I go, well, that's going to be a problem because you do. What if she doesn't? All that family stuff that you, you got to know those things. Dinah said, tell me a little bit about your family. I said, my family has no dysfunctions whatsoever. <laughs> that's what I told her, dad. She listened to me. <clears throat> We're all just, every family has a dysfunction. You, can you just marry someone? Why must you go to the pagan Philistines. Like, like you're, she doesn't even love Jesus. 
If you're going to meet someone, you, and date someone, you want to find someone who loves Jesus. Let's look at Samson a little bit further. Let's, go up, just, let's just go up a chapter to verse 15. It says this. Some stuff happens there. It's a very, very unique and interesting story. If you want to go back and read chapter 14, 15, and 16, it's wild. The dude's a mess. <laughs> the dude's got warning labels all over him. And all the girls, are, they don't take the time to get to know him. They just ignore him. And, they just, and so here's, here's the deal. So he sees this girl. His parents hook it up. Moms and dads, it is not your job to obey your kids. That's for someone in here today. It is not your, it is your job to obey your mother and your father so that your days will be longer. I, I had that verse memorized because my dad quoted that scripture to me every single day. I didn't know it meant this. You do what we say or we're gonna kill you. And my dad meant it. I brought you in this world. I'll take you out of it. Come on, let's bring that back. <laughs> verse 15, yes, verse 15, verse 1 says this. He, he, he gets this girl, he marries her, his parents hook it up. Verse 15 says this, they throw a bachelor party, all the things that you would do for a wedding. Verse 15, later on during the wheat harvest, Samson took a young goat as a present to his wife. Listen to this warning label. He takes this goat to his wife and he says to her, I'm going into my wife's room to sleep with her, but, there, but the father wouldn't let me in. Now, that's a word for some hovering parent. I don't know who it's for. <laughs> I'm going to sleep with her. I'm, bringing, I'm bringing, her, bringing this goat. I'm going to go sleep with my wife. And listen to what the dad says. I thought you hated her. Like, you're, Samson, you're, you're a freaking mess. Like, you're not... Your, your life is so confusing. You, you, the, we were at the party and you, were, you, you disregard, I mean, you really were a mess. And so I, so listen, listen to this dad, this, listen to this great, this is a pagan dad, a lost father. Are you following me? Don't date this lost person because the family baggage does matter. And so he says, hey, you, here, here's this deal. I, I didn't even know you liked her. I didn't, why? I had, you, I'm so confused, Samson. So I let her marry somebody else because when you're lost, you do lost things. They didn't have a mom or dad say, hey, let me champion. If, you're, if they're lost, they're not gonna champion a godly relationship. They're not gonna champion healthy relationships. They're not gonna champion leading the house. They're not gonna say, hey, get your, get your kids to church. Get to church. Some of you guys, when your moms and dads come to visit, then you don't come to church. Because my, your, my parents, well, my parents, they don't really believe in God, so I don't want to force them to come to church. But there's some of you guys, you're like, oh, I'm at church. I remember the first time I met the McGee's, they came to church with their moms and their, their, with, with, with her parents. It was like they were coming to drop them off at youth group. I'm like, these guys, they're 30 years old. <laughs> they're dropping off at church. They said, I hope this church is going to work for you. Because it mattered to them that their daughter and their kids and their grandkids were raised up in church because they raised their daughter up in church. My dad and Diana's, my, my parents and Diana's parents, Diana's parents will come in to, to second service. I'm going to have to curb some things for next service. But the point is, they, my dad and mom made us go to church. Whether they went or not, we were going to church. Diana's parents, they made her go to church, get to church. And they want to make sure we leave the church. They want to make sure their grandkids are in church because it matters. And so these, this pagan, these pagan parents were like, I gave her away. 
Samson said, this time I cannot be blamed for everything that I'm going to do to you. He has an anger problem, warning label. Verse 4 says this, then he went out, he caught 300 foxes. This guy is so freaking crazy. And sometimes we get in these same exact relationships with people just like Samson. Stage 5 clingers, if you're a girl, a hot-tempered guy. (laughs) Then he went out and he caught 300 foxes. He tied their tails together in pairs. And he has, and, and he fastened a torch to each of the pair of the tails. Then he lit the torches and let the foxes run through the grain fields of the Philistines. He burned all their grain to the ground, including the sheaves and, and, he, and the uncut grain. He also destroyed their vineyards and the olive groves. This guy's crazy. Like, check his, check his Facebook account. That's what they're saying. I, I, asked, I asked some of our young girls, I said, honestly, do, do, this, is, this is straight up truth. I'm like, do you do a Google search before you date these guys? And that's funny. But they're like, yeah. We're, we're searching for mugshots in 2022. It's, it's a, it, it, yeah, I mean, that's like, some of you guys have been married. How many of you guys have been married for a long time? Yeah. I love the honesty in the room. Like, 20 plus years, 20 plus years, 20 plus years, 20 plus years, 17 years. We didn't raise our hands. We're like, listen. Dinah said this this week, he said this, things I shouldn't say out loud. She says, hey, we got to like do, we just got to, we got to blow, we like, we need to renew our vows. We need to renew our vows. And she goes, we need to do it at year 25. Year 25, I said, babe, let's, let's do it at year 20. It's safer. I just, that's a lot. We're closer to 20 than we are. You know what I'm saying? I'm a mess, you're a mess. We're trying to be a mess together. Like, that's just hard. <laughs> like, do you believe in marriage, Pastor West? Absolutely, I believe in marriage. Just 20 is closer than 25, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just, you never know. <laughs> I know. It's a lot of work. This guy, you have to do the research. Look for the warning labels. Does he go to church? Does he love Jesus? Like, you can't love Jesus and not go to church because the church is his bride. Like, be like, oh, I love God, but I just don't like church. Well, we are the church. Like, you, you, you're missing, the, you don't love God. You're confused. You don't have a, the, your theology doesn't even, uh, he doesn't even want to pray for dinner. Doesn't even want to pray for like, if you don't pray, if you don't even want to pray, he don't love Jesus. He doesn't go to, when you met him, if he doesn't have a church home, but you do, it's not the church's. It's, it's, the, it's the people that we date. So you have this going on. So the, it gets crazier. Verse 16, chapter 16, verse 1. This is just three chapters, just a few verses. One day Samson went to the Philistines, town of Gaza, and he spent the night with a prostitute. No big deal. NVD. Just going to have sex with a prostitute. Verse 2. Word soon spread that Samson was there. So the men of Gaza gathered together, and they waited all night at the town gates. They kept quiet during the night saying to themselves, when the light of morning comes, we're going to kill this guy. He's a mess. But Samson stayed in bed only until midnight. Then he got up. He took hold of the doors of the town gate. He included the two posts and he lifted them up, bar and all. He put them on his shoulders and he carried them all the way to the top of the hill across from Hebron. Sometime later, dude, the guy had anger issues. There was warning labels. And I promise you, if you take your time, 
We recently had one of our, our young people say, I don't really know if I want to, I don't really know if I want to bring my person I like to the church. You want them around your community. The more eyes you have on them, the better. When I wanted to date Diana, when I started dating Diana and people saw us getting, we were the college, we went to a small little Bible college. When they saw us getting in the car together and driving out and coming back together, the deans called. The deans called Diana and said, hey, do we, do you know that your daughter is dating this guy? Diana's dad called the school and said, hey, do you guys know this guy? Some people called the school and some, some missionaries would see us out and about and Diana's dad was very connected in the fellowship and they said, hey, do you know your daughter is dating a black guy? That's the stuff that we dealt with growing up and trying to figure out if we we're gonna be together. And we, there was warning signs. Her dad was like, I'm gonna make sure, I, her dad was checking off the warning signs. We're gonna check off the warning signs. You have to have people, you have to have eyes everywhere. When I grew up, my dad would say, hey, wherever you go, they're allowed to spank you. That's good parenting. Wear that butt out. Like, just wear them out. And then my dad was such a good parent, once they wore me out and I got home, then he wore me out again. Come on, how many you know two's better than one? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he just, I just, let me give you my message today. It takes a community. Thank you. I like when people talk back in church. It means they get it. Hey, a couple things. You need to know whose you are, all of us in here today. You need to know whose you are. Before you step into a relationship, you gotta know whose you are. Can I ask you a question today? If you die today, do you know where you're gonna spend eternity at? That's pretty simple. That's a yes or no question. I wanna know for sure. You need to ask Christ to be your savior. Because when you do that, the Holy Spirit moves in. And when the Holy Spirit moves in, he helps you have the discernment to read the warning labels. We are missing all the warning labels. Young girl left our church a few years ago, started dating this guy. He didn't really like church. He's super, super depressed. Those are warning labels. If you suffer with depression here today, I'm not looking down on you. That wasn't a negative statement to you. You can work through that. I'll work through it with you. We help people go to see counselors. If you gotta take medicine, the book of James, James says, you pray and you take medicine. So I'm not knocking that. If you're anxious, if, 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 if getting the, being around people makes you anxious, I'm not knocking that. But like there's some, there's, there are some warning, when you're single, there are some warning signs. If everything makes a person anxious, then it's the person, it's not everything. Everything is, oh, they're just a fearful person. You need, to, you need to know, you need to know whose you are. Are you saved in here today? Do you know Christ is your savior? Have you been with them long enough? If you don't, if you know who you're, do you know, are you baptized? You need to know who's, you need to know who you belong to. Do you, do you, lo, do you love Jesus? I'm not asking you, does he love you? I know he loves you. <laughs> do you, do you love Jesus? I mean, when I meet with people, couples, this is the ground, this is the first thing, this is where we start at. Let's, this is session one. Are, are you, if you die here, you're gonna go to heaven. Do you believe in Jesus? Does, I know he believes in you. <laughs> you need to know who you are. I don't care where you're at today. This is for everyone. If you're single or married, do you know who you belong to? Jesus said that you were bought with, if you're saving here, that you were bought with a price. The oldest passed away. 
and you've become new. Do you know who you are? Here's the second thing. You need to know who you are, like spiritually, but then you need to know who you are outside of that. Some of you guys in here today, you need to go home and take an Enneagram test. It's just a personality profile. You need to learn about yourself. You need to put the work into yourself to know who you are, what you want, what you like, what you dislike. Because if you don't know who you, you don't know whose you are, then you'll never know who you are. And if you don't know who you are, and then you jump into a relationship, that's gonna be confusing for everybody. More for you, and then also for them. And then take into fact, if they don't know whose they are, and they don't know who they are, you don't, like, I don't even know. You don't know, you don't know what kind of food you like. You don't like the places that you, do you know if you wanna be a traveler? Do you know if you wanna stay home? Do you know, do you, do you know, do you know anything about yourself? Can you hang out by yourself? I can, because when I get, with, when it's just me, I, I can just spend time with God. When it's just me, I can hang out and just, I can reflect and I can talk. Do, do, you, do you have any friends like you can just get with and be honest with? Do you have any community? Like, do you know what you want in life? You need to know, you need to know who you are. Because here's what'll happen. Here's the very, very, very sad, sad thing. If you don't know who you are, you'll become, you'll become codependent. And I sat with a counseling agency that we recommend people to just last week. And they said our biggest, outside of sexual sin and sexual, all, all, all things, immorality, all that, outside of all of that, it's, it's the whole codependency thing where you have things in your life that you never figured out. You never figured out who you were. So you latch onto somebody and they become the thing that you, that you should have became by yourself. And then you're stuck in it. So you were a lonely person, so you got into a relationship and they became the, they, be, they, they began to fill that void for you. You never found out who you were. You didn't put the work in. Have you, if you want to date in here today, you're single or you're married in here today, do you do any research on either one of those things? We Google everything, but the things that are the most important. That's for someone. We Google a lot of things, but we don't, we don't Google the most important things. I know, I know that the divorce rate in America before the pandemic was 50%. I know that because I study how to keep marriages put together. I, I know that. I study singleness. I know that during the pandemic, one in four young people under the age of 24 contemplated taking their own life because I study humanity. One in four, that's not okay. That was pre-pandemic. And as the pandemic came, the numbers are higher and higher. Depression is up. Alcoholism is up. Knowing who you are, are you codependent? Do you, are you, do you struggle with substance abuse? Do you, do you drink seven nights a week? That's a lot. I don't know if you knew that or not. That's a lot. <laughs> are you given, the Bible says, don't be given to much wine. Are you given, are you, are you given to much wine? Do you struggle with pornography? Do you know who you are? Do you know, if, if that's a struggle you're gonna bring, I, we have a young girl that we, that we were friends with, went to college with her. She never knew that her, that her, her future husband was gonna struggle with that. And he can't go any, he has all the things on his phone in his own house. He can't even take his own, ba his own phone 
with him anywhere he wants to go because he struggles with that. When I sit down with couples and I say, hey, I ask them that question. Do either one of you have a struggle, any of you have addiction to alcoholism, drugs, alcohol, whatever it is, pornography? I'll ask those questions because usually what I find out is that most people say yes. And what I find out when I'm in there, the other person doesn't even know that. And they found out, you know, you want to talk about being awkward? I like, I don't know if I like it, but I am used to it. You talk about that, you imagine being in a room and the, the spouse finds out the person has an addiction in front of you. I ask them about their, do you know if the guy you like has more debt than America? <laughs> that they add into the trillions of dollars of debt that we got? Do you know if they like to borrow money or if they like to save up and use cash? We, I, we, those are things that we didn't know. I love cash now. Cash is my favorite. Cash is one of my favorite people. I save up and then I get it. Have you put the work in? Do you know whose you are? Putting any work in? I just bought this book um, just this week. Got it. Started listening to it. It's called Relationship Goals. It's for single people and married people. You ought to read it. Like, have you read a book on marriage ever? But you're not, but you're married, but you haven't read a book on this? We spend more time, if we spent more time, if we spent more time looking at things we should be looking at and less looking at things that we shouldn't be looking at, then we, our marriages would be better, our relationships would be better, and then we can begin to speak into it. Most of, most of us can never speak into relationships because like, man, mine's not, even that, mine's not going that good. And it isn't always roses and always, it's a lot of work. If you ever, by the way, if you ever see a marriage like, man, they got a good marriage, they are working their freaking tail off. And while they're doing that, the enemy is working his tail off to destroy the work that they're putting in. I don't have time to get into all of it. It takes two people. It takes both of you working at the same exact time. It works better. Carnellis, have you guys ever been on one of those dual bikes? The front and, have y'all ever been on one of those together? I feel like that would figure out whether or not it's gonna work or not. I, that's my opinion. Hey, anybody here that's married, have you ever been canoeing before with your significant other? You, you, if you're single here, do you hear the laughter? Because they're like, hey, do that. I recommend that to couples. Go tandem bike. We've never done that. We shouldn't because we're 17. Huh? We did canoeing. And I saved your life on that trip. We were in college back then. I would do anything to make out with her back then. So I was like, I'll save your life. When you get married for 20 years, your wife falls out like you it was meant to be. <laughs> it's not my fault. You did that, you did that to yourself. <laughs> you need to know who you are. You need to know whose you are. Hey, you need, to know, you need to know what you're looking for. You need to know who you're looking for. Diana wanted, Diana wanted, um, Diana wanted four kids, and I wanted two kids. You see how that worked out? You need to know that. Diana's mom was a stay-at-home mom her whole life. She taught piano. Diana is more gifted than her mom is. So she really didn't have a choice but to help us run this church. But if I won the lotto, which I don't play, if I won the lotto, you would not see Diana do all the things that she does in this church. She just, if it was up to her, she could just stay at home and just clean our house and cook meals. And if you come to groups at her house, you know she can do both of those things. She would just raise these four kids. She'd probably be a substitute teacher. They're probably glad she works for the church. <laughs> Let me ask you a question today. Are you submitted to God's will? Would you stand to your feet? Are you submitted to God's will in your life?
I'm gonna give you two more things while you're standing up before we sing these songs. I want you to know that relationships God's way is better. Relationship God's way is better. And I wanna encourage you today, let you know that the waiting is worth it. The waiting is worth it. The waiting is worth it. I'm not married yet. It's probably like just, you, you probably shouldn't be. I'm married and I'm, I'm having a hard time figuring it out. Are you doing it God's way? I want to invite you to bow your head and close your eyes all across the way. Would you take a moment? I believe God spoke to you today. I believe God spoke to you today. We're, uh, Gabe's going to sing over us today, just a part of this song. And I just believe that God spoke to you today. If you're single and you're like, man, I just, maybe you take a moment and say, God, I want to, uh, God, would you help me be patient? I want to wait. I'd rather wait for Mr. Right than, than not wait and get Mr. Wrong. I would rather that for you. Maybe you're married and you're like, listen, I haven't been putting the work in. I didn't talk that much about marriage. I don't know. I, I, don't, I haven't been putting the work in. Maybe you just take a moment and you say, God, I want to I want to I want to put the work in. I want to be better at putting the work in. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.